right. So this evening, um, my title is um, Secure Your Valuables. Secure Your Valuables. And I'll tell you how I first came about this title. I was um, someplace, and I saw a sign, and it said, secure your valuables but it was telling people like to lock up your cars you know lock your cars up lock your things up put them away secure them so nobody can take them and they can't be stolen and i thought okay you know i rolled past it then i saw it again and each time i saw it i was like okay lord i had no idea that i would be coming up here to speak you know in like two months so when he said uh, Pastor Keith said that, um, can you do the 26, secure your valuables? I said, sure, I can do it. I'll do it because I already had a title. Then I had to go back and get some meat. So <laughs> give me a message. <laughs> I got the title. Now I need something else. So secure your valuables. Um, to secure your valuables is to attach firm so that it cannot be removed are lost so when you're securing something you're securing it so that it can't be lost and nobody can take it and then when I think of valuables um, I looked up the definition of it and I also looked up a list of what valuables are considered as but the definition says it's ex it's something that's extremely important or that is great of great worth so a valuables is something to us that's extremely important or of great worth. And that could be many, many things for a lot of us. Your values may not be the same as mine. What's valuable to me may not be the same as what's, what you consider valuable to you. I'm sure we have some like interests, though because we're all created in the image and likeness of God. So I'm sure we have some similarities in that list of valuables. But the one thing about valuables is that they can be taken. They can be stolen. And we need to secure them so that they're not taken. No one can come and take away what's valuable to us. So I wanted to start out with my top three valuables. Um, like I said, I have a long list of what's valuable to me, and I'm only gonna give three tonight. Well, I'll try to stick to three. I have, uh, what, I'm close to 30 minutes, a little, little bit more than that, so I'll try to stick to three. So three things that, um, that I feel we must secure. Number one is our faith faith in the word. Hebrews 11.6 tells us, without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is God and a rewarder of anyone that diligently seek him. So that tells us right there that our faith is most important in this walk with Christ. And I have a note here for Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 12, 24. So let's turn there to Proverbs. And I apologize if y'all hear the tremble in my voice. I don't know why. Every time I get up here, I'm just a little bit shaky. 
Well, let me find my Proverbs. Here we go. Uh, Proverbs twelve twenty four. Proverbs twelve twenty four says, "The hand of diligent shall he shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tri- tri- tribute." And then thirteen four, the soul of the sluggard desireth that. And have nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. And let's turn to Psalms 37 4. Psalms 37 4. And actually, I do want to read Psalms 37 4, but let me start with 37 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou eaten envious against the workers of iniquity for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb trust in the Lord and do good so shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart so with faith it's important that we feed on the word of God and we delight ourselves in the Lord. And that being a number one for a most uh, valuable thing that I have um, is delighting ourselves in the Lord, having faith in the word of God and putting God first in our life. Number two, I have Jesus Christ. So in Jesus Christ, We have to have faith first in God and believing that he is who he is and having faith in the word in order for us to believe that Jesus Christ was born and that he is the son of God. So we turn to John 5, 4. I should have put markers in here so I could get to it a lot sooner. So let's turn to John 5, 4 where it talks about um, who Jesus Christ is um, in the book of John. Wow. I usually just get up here and talk. (laughs) I don't know how to use notes, so. All right, so um, in the book of John, I'm just gonna get there. Um, It talks about the word, and the word is God. And the word was sent here uh, by God or through God. And Jesus Christ is the word. So in John 5, 4, um, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. John 1, oh, oh, John 1. I read John 1, 5. Okay. So let me read John 5, 4. Sorry. All right, John 5, 4. Maybe I wrote that down wrong. I'll just read it. Okay, for an angel went down at the certain season unto the pool and troubled the waters. No, that's not what I was looking for. Sorry. Um, I think it is 1 John. 
All right, let me just start at 1 John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light who lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So that light that is being spoke of here is Jesus Christ. And we know that we have to have Jesus Christ in our life. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ in your life, I'm going to go over some reasons as to why you want to accept Jesus Christ in your life. And you want to accept him now. So Jesus Christ is a requirement of accepting. I mean, faith, I'm sorry, faith is a requirement of accepting Jesus Christ and his message. Before you can accept Jesus Christ and have all therein Jesus Christ that, that is offered unto us, you have to accept him and you have to accept his message and his teachings, having faith and believing. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is, in the, is, is God in the form of a human. That's in John 1 that we just read and 14. Let's drop down and read 14 here. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So this tells us that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And that God was in the form of a human. And God came to earth to teach us. He came to teach us and to, to give us uh, forgiveness. Also to cleanse us and to heal us. And by teaching us, we have the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelations that teaches us the word of God. And we are forgiven. And it teaches us that in order for us to be forgiven, we have to forgive. So let's turn to Matthew 6, 14, 15. All right, Matthew 6, 14, 15. For ye forgive men of their trespasses. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So right here, God wanted to teach us how important it is that if someone comes against us or betray us or does something that is not in spirit, in the spirit of God, and it's a reflection of us or, get, you know, puts us in a position where we find ourselves in our feelings, we are to forgive and it tells us here that we're to forgive in order for us to be forgiven. 
And we all want to be forgiven for our trespasses because we know that we're not made perfect. So in order for us to be forgiven by God, we have to forgive others. And that's what God wanted to teach us. And he also wanted to cleanse us by renewing our minds to what is the, to what we have, the life we have, and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we have healing as well in our bodies. So I have here that Jesus Christ says, I am come that you might have life more abundantly. In John 10.10, 10, you receive total peace. Anxiety, hypertension, fear, guilt, condemnation are gone forever when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So it's so important that we do that, and we do it for those reasons, because we don't want to be held in bondage. Jesus Christ was sent so that we could be set free. And he died on a cross so that we would have life and have it more abundantly. And through that, um, we have the renewing of our minds and being set free to have the whole and full life of God that's offered through God and the sacrifice that was made through his son, Jesus Christ. In John 14, 27, Jesus said, I leave you with my peace. So we want that peace through Jesus Christ. So we have faith and we have to accept Jesus Christ along with that faith. And still these are my first two valuables is the faith on the, in the word of God, Jesus Christ, and just going over the information in terms of what I've written here about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I leave you with my peace. Again, that's John 14, 27. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 1. Having the things of, of Christ, we are restored to friendship, fellowship, and life with God. The way we were designed to live on earth. So we were originally designed to live on earth as having heaven on earth. We were created in God's image and after his likeness. And in that, we, um, we, were, we were made just like God. We were, we were made in God's creation, in perfect creation of how he created us to be. Um, we all know the story of Adam and Eve um, when they eat the forbidden fruit. Well, what's interesting is when they eat the forbidden fruit, that, you know, a lot of people look at it as that's where the sin started. That's where the sin uh, was formed when they ate that forbidden fruit. What the, eating the forbidden fruit did, as I read the story of Adam and Eve, is it activated their conscience. And by activating the conscience, they knew that there was wrong and there was right. It was the tree of good and evil. So having the knowledge of good and evil and having that conscience, we are able to make choices in life. 
So with that, I have a note here. In here, Paul says, we all know God because the work of the law is written on our hearts, meaning we are molded to receive the glory of God. So when we were created, we were created to receive the glory of God. And with our conscience being activated, we were given a choice to walk in the glory of God or to choose to do evil. So in that, um, having Jesus Christ come as our Lord and Savior, um, you know, we're able to be saved. So still, Jesus Christ being number, number two on my list, but number two not being, uh, what, the first, uh, how do I say that? The first loser? I used to say second. <laughs> Let me not say that. Okay, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> all right, so... Uh, where was I? Okay, so true fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. So you, you, we have both. We don't have one without the other. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I think I've said this before, now is the time. When we have all of these things, our physical body is affected. So much by this inner peace with God that sickness disappears and we experience a new physical and mental health. You will serve the Lord, your God, and he will take sickness away from the midst of us. That's Exodus 20, 23, 25. The Lord forgives all of our iniquities and heals all of our diseases. That's Psalms 103, 3. Glory to God. So that's going through the first two I have here. The third one I have listed here as a valuable is prayer. So through prayer, we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Again, if anyone hasn't done that, that's something we want to do right now. One way to have him, and that is through his son, Jesus Christ, God, our Heavenly Father, the only one we can be assured of who hears the answers of our prayers is God of love, peace, mercy, and forgiveness. And when we have the word of God in our heart and we dwell upon the word of God, God is love. So we also, we have love and we share that love with one another. Um, as we fellowship, as we pray with one another, that love, love of God is being poured out from us upon others. Through him, all things are made possible. The humanly impossible is possible with God. Everything is possible with God. Prayer is the key to the heart of God. Prayer is the only way to a real relationship with God. So you can feel like you're doing everything under the sun. You're doing good. I'm a good person. I'm doing um, good deeds. Um, I, I give money to the, the, the homeless people that are, you know, standing outside. I, I, I don't judge people. 
you know, um, but are you praying? And when you are praying, are you praying for others? That's love. That's God's love flowing through us as we're praying for others and interceding. When we pray, we acknowledge who God is. We confess our sins and accept his forgiveness. So in the life of Christ and accepting Christ, it pulls us out of that stronghold of being in bondage where we can pray and ask God for forgiveness. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know that that prayer is getting through to God because you've accepted Jesus Christ and you have to accept him in order to get to God. We are to pray that his will be done in our lives, that the Holy Ghost guides us. So we always want to be praying for God's will to be done in our lives. Not so much as what we want, because God is in control. We want Jesus Christ to control or have full control of us. We daily have to die to ourselves and ask God to increase in us in love and kindness and mercy, discernment. We want to make sure that we're praying and asking God to increase as we decrease. We pray for understanding and wisdom. Usually we have a situation to come up rather than reacting to the situation. We want to go to God in prayer and ask him to give us understanding of what just happened, you know, depending on what it is. There's no telling what it is, especially uh, if you're a parent. Sometimes you don't understand your children or why they do the things that they do. So help me to understand. Give me wisdom to respond. How do I respond to this situation? I'm working on that. I will say I've gotten better. I have gotten better. Um, <laughs> All right, so we are to pray with thanksgiving for his many blessings. So as we're praying, you know, a lot of times we're going to God, you know, sometimes I will say that there are times, um, you know, we're constantly in prayer, a lot of us. And when that one thing comes up that we want so, 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 so bad, we're going to him and we're going to him in prayer asking for those things but we also have to be going to him in prayer and thanking him for those many many blessings that we have day in and day out and sometimes you have to think about the smallest things I mean the smallest things you know thank you for waking me up this morning thank you for breathing life into my body and it seems like that's small that's huge <laughs> That's huge. It's only small because we take it for granted. <laughs> but that's huge. Um, so we are to pray with thanksgiving for many blessings. Even when we are lonely or going through trials or interceding for others. Again, I say that going to God in prayer, interceding for others is love. 
It's the love that God wants you to show for others. Situation comes up, you know, rather than talking about that situation, rather than talking about how that person acts or talking about how, oh, they just get under my skin. Take some time out. Pray for them. You know, even if you have to step to the side by yourself, I can assure you that gets it out of your system. You don't have to go to your brother or your sister or your cousin or your friend and say, you know what? Such and such, 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 because that'll get it out. You'll get it out just like that. God, I really don't know what's going on or what just happened, but I need you to cover that situation. I need you to cover whomever the person is. They're going through something. I'm not sure what's going on with them right now. Touch them. Hold them. And I can assure you that will take away from that thought and that feeling of going and telling somebody else what they did to you or what they said to you. So we want to take it to God in prayer and intercede for others. And there are multiple reasons that we can intercede for other people. I mean, you may see something that they may not see. Um, somebody may be fine catching a bus, but you want to pray for them to have a car. God will hear your prayer for that person to pray for them to have a car much sooner than he'll hear your own prayer for you to pray for you to have a new car. But he'll hear somebody else praying for you to have a new car. He'll hear your prayer too, don't get me wrong. But someone else praying for you, like you praying for someone else, sowing that seed, and someone else praying for you for those same things. Speedy. It's a lot speedier when you have others praying for you. And you want to sow those seeds and praying for others and have people praying for you. I know that's my heart's desire. I want other people praying for me. I, I desire to have people surrounded I desire to be surrounded by people that know the power of prayer. I remember a time when prayer was not that important to me. And me with my silly self was walking around saying, everybody can't pray for me. <laughs> everybody can't pray for me. Everybody don't know how to pray. You got to watch what people praying, you know. <laughs> And I look back on that now, and I think, you know, that is so, like, superficial to say something like that. That's somebody that really do not know the power of prayer. Because if someone is going before the Lord and they're praying for you, God knows what's on that person's heart. They're taking it to God when they're praying. So, I mean, you know, you definitely... <laughs> want someone that's praying the will of God and that God moves on the behalf of what they're asking for um, so but yeah that's kind of how I used to view prayer I didn't allow and people will walk up with can I pray can I pray for you mm -mm. no <laughs> so I just think back on that now like but what's what's wrong with that because you know what now what I did not know then that I know now is I plead the blood of Jesus over myself. They can pray what they want to pray. <laughs> when they're praying something wrong, if I feel that it's wrong, because I can still walk away and plead the blood of Jesus. I can plead the blood of Jesus over everything when I have Jesus. You know, I have prayer. I have faith. I believe that I can speak a thing and it is done. 
through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. So, um, hey, plead the blood of Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> we pray with thanksgiving for his blessings, for his many blessings, even when we're lonely or going through trials and then interceding for others. Pray to worship. Pray to worship. Worship the Lord in prayer. Praise God and worship him. That's a form of prayer. Um, you know, I remember a time when I would listen to day-to-day -day music. It's called day-to-day. -day. It's worldly. And I thought to myself, I don't see how a person can sit and listen. And I was with someone else, and they listened to uh, worship music a lot. And I would thought to myself, I don't see how anybody can sit and listen. And I literally said that out my mouth to this person. I don't see how anybody can sit and listen to this all day, every day. I mean, it wasn't popping, which I didn't dance, but I, I liked music, but I didn't like groove to it or anything. But now I don't see how anybody can listen to the stuff that's out there. <laughs> I got in somebody's car and they was listening to something. And I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to even put that in y'all head. But my goodness, I'm just like going forward. I got to drive my own car. I got to meet people where I'm going because I don't want to listen to their music. I want to hear praise and worship and just drown myself in the Lord and let God speak to me all day, every day. If I want to lift up a prayer to him, I want to be able to lift that prayer up. I don't want to be in there. And the, the, the songs, they get stuck in my mind. And people don't understand when I'm in there. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. I just, I just don't want to hear that. And if I'm listening to something that could be talking about God and I find that, some of the rap music that's out there, it talks about God. Um, but to me, it just comes off like kind of edgy, you know. And in my days, I had them edgy days. So I, I don't want edgy. I don't want edgy. I know they're talking about how, well, you know, what they do and how they serve the Lord and how they, how they got what they got because of God. But I don't want edgy. I want soothing. I want worship. I want to praise him. I want to praise his holy name, you know. So um, that's my respect to music and worship and prayer in him and praising his name. So the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks to the Lord. First Thessalonians 5, 17 through 18. So these are the top three valuables that I've listed. And like I said, there are others. But my top three being faith in the word of God, having Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and prayer in my life being my top three valuables. I have to secure those in my heart by keeping the word alive and keeping it active. Each and every day reading scripture, listening to the word, hearing the word in music, Praying to God. So doing that every day, I'm able to secure the word of God. Surrounding myself with, with godly people. People that are speaking the word of God. I'm not getting a whole bunch of yang, yang, yang in my ear all day long. I'm getting God and faith-filled words 
that's securing the word of God. So with that, I ask, what are the things that are most valuable to you? Are they secured? That's all I have.